Welcome everyone to episode three of McGuire Moments. I am Joshua Antoon, Director of Risk Management. I'm Christopher Shea, President and CEO. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We have a couple of guests on today's episode. First, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Maureen Kane, the Director of the Employment Options Center. And then we've got producer extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nadine. Nadine, I'm sure you guys remember we've mentioned before, she has her own podcast called... Had a homeschool in high school. Check it out on Apple uh, Podcasts, anywhere you, where you can find them. I know I've, I'm subscribed, and I think you have a, a great podcast going there. So, Thank you very yeah, much. Nadine is serving as our intern podcast producer. So uh, welcome, ladies, both you and Maureen. So I want to just give out some stats as we start, because I think, right. this, I think this is pretty interesting. One thing where we host our podcast, we can get a lot of information about uh, who listens and where they listen and how many listens we have. So we have two episodes out so far and we have 358 listeners so far since we launched the podcast. And we have listeners everywhere from California all the way to Germany. That's awesome. Yes. When I saw that, I, I'm really curious uh, who's listening in Germany. So if you're hearing this, please email me at jantoon at mcguirememorial.org. I'd love to hear how you came across this podcast. That would be awesome. Well, today we have a packed agenda and we are going to continue to highlight our programs where we will hear about the EOC and all that Marine and Company has been up to here in a short bit in the EOC as our Employment Options Center. But first, why don't we move into the uh, segment of McGuire News? I just want to give everybody an update on the governor's budget. As of last week or so, the budget passed in the House of Representatives by a vote of 117 to 86. Unfortunately, as always, same old song and dance. There were disagreements amongst the Senate Republicans and the House Democrats, whereas the governor threatened to line item veto certain appropriations. And what we do know for sure is that the final bill did not include any additional funding for IDA providers rates or DSP wages, which is very unfortunate and it is a major disappointment for all the efforts that uh, we have strongly advocated this last year for increased funding and the continued dismissal of the needs in this uh, collapsing system. And it is on the verge of collapse. And our, our our staffing ratios right now speak for themselves. Yeah, that's pretty unfortunate because through this budget is how we would try and shore up our staffing issues right now. Correct. And when you say he threatened to line item veto certain appropriations, does that mean he would literally go through the budget and say, this I'm taking out, this I'm taking out? He, would, he himself would specifically take all that. That is out. correct. Okay. Yep. Just for a little more clarification, because this is all new to me as well. Well, it is, and it's very complicated on how they even vote the budget in and and how they go about voting uh, for certain things. And if the Senate approves something, but the House Democrats don't or the House Republicans object, then it's just we have a very complicated government system in Pennsylvania, and um, that's why it's a struggle year after year, especially for those who depend so much on government funding, I feel like a dog chasing his tail. So is there anything the staff can do? Can they contact their local representative or their state senator to push more for funding for IDA provider rates and DSP wages? Yes, ultimately, that is the 
only avenue. It's uh, who you know and those that can advocate all the way to Harrisburg. So legislation is definitely the key. And, you know, we're going to continue our advocacy efforts for our clients, our employees. And, you know, one thing that I'm pleased to say is that I've actually been nominated and elected to the board of directors for the Provider Alliance, which is our Western PA Provider Association and advocacy group. So this is an opportunity for me to be a little bit more involved and represent our unique uh, and special needs. But it's just going to take continued advocacy. And we signed on to op editorials that were sent to legislation, Harrisburg, Congress, um, we're constantly fighting. We're an overlooked workforce in the market index that, that needs to be shored up across all spectrums. So you were uh, recently elected to the board of directors for the Provider Alliance. Can you uh, tell the listeners out there what the Provider Alliance is, is and what they can do for McGuire and other providers such as McGuire? Yeah, the Provider Alliance is one of the provider associations that we belong to, same way with PAR which is uh, an advocacy resources group out of Harrisburg, also RCPA. But the Provider Alliance, which we call TPA, is our local backyard association that gives us the opportunity to stay connected to all the current events, all the happenings that's going on in Harrisburg. And it also allows us to collaborate with other Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania providers. And I'm sure it makes you feel like uh, McGuire is less of an island and there's more of a community and uh, support structure for other providers that do the same services. Yeah. And when you look at all the providers in Pennsylvania, every provider has their niche, so to speak. When it's all said and done, McGuire's niche is the medically complex and the physically complex individuals in the ID spectrum. And that's uh, what we have had great success at serving. That's what we pride ourselves on serving. And we've done exceptional and excelled at it. So yeah, amen to that. And um, like like we said before, if you do want to see some changes, the best way is to contact your local state representative or state senator. So go ahead and go out and spread the word of the needs of this community. Yeah, and there definitely is a need. The state of Pennsylvania has a waiting list. McGuire Memorial has a waiting list. And that is the whole Felician charism for us to serve uh, wherever there is a need. And that's what we're going to continue to do. But we need the staff in order to do it. So, you know, we're going to continue our campaigns for recruitment and retention. But on a more positive note, uh, this morning we just met with the new director of spirituality and pastoral care, which is going to be Father David Nessler, and he is slated to start on August 21st, 2023. And um, I think he's going to be an excellent fit for McGuire. So please be sure to welcome him with open arms. Sounds great. Yeah. And lastly, I just, I always like to talk about rumors because there's a rumor brewing that there's going to be another carnival. Well, let me tell you, the rumor is true. That sounds fantastic. Thanks to Joe and Jeannie Hughes, longtime friends and benefactors of McGuire, we are going to host a carnival on August 25th at our main campus for all of our children and adults and staff. It will be from 10 to 5. There is some epic planning in the works, and there will be more to come on that, so stay tuned. I'm just going to throw out a little hint, and that would be um, a funnel cake. That's all I'm going to say. So if Joe and Jeannie are listening, funnel cake. I don't know about funnel cake. <laughs> I heard about cotton candy. Though. Oh, I like that. I'm down with cotton candy, too.
Thank you, Chris. So, uh, so next we're going to move to our other segment of shout outs. I've got quite a few shout outs for today. And I think Chris has a couple as well. Uh, first I want to talk about the mission and ministry committee. They had a waffle event on the 12th that I thought was a success. I mean, in life really, it comes, you know, family, friends, waffles, I think, and then work. I mean, work first, then waffles, right, Chris? Yeah. And this, uh, this waffle breakfast actually, I think was, a. Uh a huge success because they added something that I was particularly fond of, and that was sausages. They were delicious, and they were unexpected, so it was a nice little treat. All right, so if everyone remembers, before the pandemic, we used to do the Carnegie Science Center Inflatable Dome. It would probably come twice a year, I would say. Well, it's coming back on August 14th. The Carnegie Inflatable Dome will be here at the main campus. The main campus on uh, August 25th is also doing a Hawaiian luau theme. And then in terms of staff shout-outs, uh, the LEAP program wanted to give a shout-out to Nikki Ianta. They said when she comes down, comes up to Ada Drive, she spends extra time in the program rooms, checking out all the individuals, make sure their needs are met, make sure they're having a good day. So, Nikki, keep up the good work. And as we continue to talk about uh, our programs, uh, LEAP stands for Life Enrichment Adult Day Program. So it's the Life Enrichment Adult Program. The EOC is the Employment Options Center. Um, So those are just a couple of things that you're going to hear. So make sure that you remember what they are. There is a test after each podcast. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Another shout out with our main residential program at the main campus. We'd like to welcome Christian Oliver. He's going to be our new residential manager on 3 to 11. He was an outstanding uh, PST, direct support professional, and he's moving on up to uh, the residential manager position. So good luck on that. Yeah, I was happy to hear that. He actually came to us from an agency uh, that we contracted with, and he, he did exceptionally. So I hope uh, him. I wish him the best, and I hope that he continues to excel now in his professional career. Definitely, definitely. Another shout out goes to all the ICF staff who participated in the full evacuation fire drill. We do fire drills. Everyone knows we do them monthly at all locations. One time a year, we have to do a full evac here at the main campus, and the staff did fantastic. Pam Cornelius deserves uh, some credit. She made sure all staff were on top of things, thanked them all, all that participated, thanked all the firemen that uh, participated. So nice job to everyone this past weekend. The other shout out from the main campus is the annual school supply drive. I believe the ICF professionals started that a couple years ago and they do a school supply drive and they collect any uh, materials that teachers would need, students would need, and they donate it to a local school district. I think a couple years ago it went to New Brighton. I'm not sure who it went to last year. It may have went to New Brighton as well. So if you do have some items that can be uh, donated, and that would be pens, pencils, you've got notebooks. I, I saw a list. One was a graphic calculator. I don't think I've seen a graphic calculator since I was in college, and that was the early 2000s. So, um, but if you have one, they're looking for it. So the drive runs through August 20th. Uh, once the drive is complete, be sure to vote on the best decorated boxes. These boxes can be found, I believe, in the common area, by the employee entrance, by the front entrance. You can put your donated items there, and then once voting's done, the villa that wins, wins a prize of some sort. Oh. So, yeah. I feel like they did that last year as well, so that's great. Well, they always make it fun, and that's that's what work should be, right? Yeah, fun. that's right. That's right. So, I would like to give a shout out because it was uh, brought to my attention that Jason and Alyssa from Mercer planned, 
organized and executed an epic 4th of July bash for the gentlemen at Mercer, which also highlighted and celebrated three out of the four guys' birthdays that were all within the same month of one another. And I was told that passerbys could actually see decoration, balloon archways, patriotic red, white, and blue, just a colossal shindig. So I want to thank both of them for making those guys' day so special. That sounds great. Excellent. I'm just not sure why we weren't invited. I know, right? I mean, we'll talk I to them about that. So. I could have brought a nice jello salad. Pretzel salad. Jello Pretzel salad. salad. There we go. All right, next we're going to move and do a little interview with our guest, Maureen. So this is part of McGuire's Neighborhood. So once again, I want to welcome Maureen, director of the Employment Options Center here at McGuire. Going to throw a couple questions at you, hopefully not too difficult questions. So one question I always like to ask is, how did you get started at McGuire? What brought you to McGuire? I was working at Children's Services at the time and happened to just see the ad on Indeed and applied and... Dana Marsha actually called me and kind of explained it a little bit to me. So we moved forward with the interview process, and here I am. Excellent, excellent. How long have you been at McGuire? A couple years, right? Three years. Three years. All right. In those three years, what is your favorite memory? This was a really hard question for me because there are so many good memories. But I have to say my favorite is probably when we were able to eat in the lunchrooms again at the EOC just to see everybody come together and be able to talk and how resilient our folks was through that whole thing. Um, I I loved it. Yeah. uh, We were talking about this before and whenever the COVID restrictions were starting to become loosened and we started opening it up more and then moving from in the program rooms here at the main campus, the same as with the EOC, and then move, opening up the dining room again, there was just this like electric buzz from the individuals, from the staff, anyone that came into that, into the dining room, the day that it opened. And even I'd say the days and weeks afterwards, it continued to just be a, a sense of excitement and things are getting back to normal. So I, I think that is a fantastic memory. Well, it's the simple things that we take for granted and it's the, those that give us the most joy. When you think about it, our individuals were pretty much isolated, separated, and segregated for three entire years. It's true. It's hard to fathom. Yeah. So as the director of the Employment Options Center, McGuire's EOC, for those out there that are listening that aren't super aware of what the EOC is, can you give a brief explanation of uh, what you do in that program? So we are an Employment Options Center We teach our folks um, different vocational skills, life skills. We actually help them get employment in the community with our job coach program. And I'm pretty passionate about this. We've been moving forward, growing. We now have 17 individuals who are working. We are working on a couple other folks to get them ready. So we're kind of trying to start with our job coach, like a, a job coach club for individuals who want to work. We can pull them aside, teach them different interviewing skills, um, just their basic how to look at somebody in the eye and follow directions. Um, we also are now having places reach out to us. So Wendy's actually called us and would like to partner with us and get some of our folks working. We just got somebody working at Eaton Park, Chick-fil-A. 
those are three new places just within the last few months that we've been able to add to our employment. So that's really exciting. That's great. That's great. So will the individuals come to you if, if they want to work someone, will they say, Hey, I would like to work at Wendy's or I'd like to work at Chick-fil-A or I want to work at Walmart, anything like that? Yes. Well, actually, yes. So we have one girl who went to Votech for animals, like a vet tech, and she really wanted to work at Camp Bow Wow, which is in Cranberry, which is a little bit of a drive, but we were able to just get her employment. So she's working two days a week. We're working on adding the third day for her. And that was her dream job, all she ever wanted to do. So that's pretty exciting that she's now being able, she's learning how to bath animals, take care of them. It's pretty exciting. Maureen, how, how many total uh, placements do we have? I, I know you mentioned Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Camp Bow Wow. What else? Um, we have Texas Roadhouse, Walmart, McDonald's. Those are our biggest ones. We still with Ohio Valley? We do. We have yeah. Ohio Valley and Grinnell. Okay. And actually McGuire's Foundation as well. Excellent. So at the EOC, you've got the people that work out in the community. There are some individuals that stay at the, the building. What, what type of activities do they do there? So we, all, we do different job preparations. Um, some of our folks are able to work in facility. We have a housekeeping department who are paid to clean our building. They do a fantastic job. Two of our folks answer our phones for us. So anytime you call there, it's going to be one of them that will transfer you. We also have a couple contracts for paid shredding that our folks are able to get paid per pound for what they shred. That's a pretty big deal when we get shredding at our building. And then we also have program rooms where we can teach different skills on different things. We're trying to make that a lot more client-based. So we're getting a lot of input from them of what they want to learn and what they want to see. Excellent. Um, We also have a production room that is like a separate licensed business and they work on a lot of different crafts that they're able to take and sell. And that is what we refer to as our entrusted treasures. Yes. Yes. And I'll tell you one thing, and and I'm sure you're going to talk about one of the most recent events that you had. But one thing that uh, I saw that you implemented that I think is just fantastic and you referenced getting their input. Talk a little bit about how you developed an activities committee and the individuals that we serve head up that activity committee. The point of starting that was I was really hearing different individuals just talk about what they wanted to see in programming and what we could do and to try to make it a little bit more fun. So we have five individuals that serve on this committee that we meet with once a week. And they tell us what they want out of programming, what different activities they want to do, what they want to learn. Um, And we take that very seriously. We've actually even hung up a suggestion box so that all of our clients are able to put different ideas in. And we pull those suggestions and go over those in our weekly meetings. But the first thing that they wanted to do was an art show. So that's what we did. Each instructor was pulled in. We talked about different types of art, what they wanted to see. So each room was tasked with one group project and then each client got to pick what they wanted to do as an art project and it was a learning process for all of us because I'm not creative at all in that aspect but we learned it and we got through it and it was it turned out great. Well I like that the the individuals are an active participant in their own programming which is pretty much what McGuire's about so that uh that's great that's great to hear. Yeah and uh I had the opportunity to go up to the art show it was fantastic you even had uh, non-alcoholic champagne that was uh, being served and champagne flutes and they went all out it was like an art exhibition. And uh, this is where having Nadine here with us today, uh, you know, I can talk, we all can sit here and talk about how great McGuire is and all the things that we get to enjoy every day. But uh, as somewhat of an outsider, new to 
participating in the McGuire events, you also had the opportunity to partake in the art show. So why don't you just take a few moments to tell us what your overview or experience was with that? It was really cool. I've never seen anything like that. They, all the people I met were so excited about everything that they they made. They would walk us around. I mean, the artwork was really impressive. I wanted to get like everything there, but we got to get some keychains and I actually have the bag with all the podcasting stuff and I put one of the keychains on. So every time I look at it, I just remember. And it was really neat to see them all come together and like put something on that they were so proud of. Yeah, and I actually walked away with a nice brand new set of really quality made cornhole bags. Yeah. Did you use them yet? I did not, but I'm going to. But they're better than the ones that came with the cornhole set that I bought. So <laughs> That's great that it's like different mediums too. It's not just, you know, when you think of art, you think of uh, like an art gallery. You think of like paint, paint a canvas. So it's, it's cool that there's uh, many different mediums at the art show. So good job. Yep, they all got to pick what they wanted to do. So there was stuff yeah. made out of clay, different things. Um, they actually chose two bigger pieces that we decorated our building with this stage. So that was exciting. Excellent. So are there, is there anything on the horizon with the EOC that you'd like to uh, let the listeners know? Our next thing that um, our activity committee has decided is we are going to be doing the EOC Olympics. So the next two months, um, each programming room will be a different country that will visit with each other and do games outside. And so I think that'll be fun. And then they're, of course, getting ready for the Christmas open house. And that's where people can come in and purchase like decorations and yes. all kinds of stuff. Each room correct? will be making different crafts and different things. It's probably some more paintings. That was a big hit. So yep, they'll be able to come in and see that. We'll, we'll def- keep everybody posted because I know they sell out quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely look forward to that for sure. All right, Maureen, anything else? Who's your, who's your favorite artist? Oh, I could never choose. <laughs> 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 I would like to give a shout out though to my yeah. staff because they definitely stepped out of their comfort zone to do that. But it really just pulled everybody together to work to make this happen for them. So I have just, I'm blessed with an outstanding staff. Sounds great. And the idea of an activities committee where the individuals are pretty much the chair of that committee. It's a fantastic idea. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, I just have to say, if you're ever having a bad day, Go visit the Employment Options Center. That has turned that frown upside down. <laughs> yeah, you can't have a bad day there. So now we're going to try uh, something, something a little new. And fun. And fun, that's right. So we're going to do a little game, a Name That Tune game. Chris, do you want to go over the rules and what this what the listener needs to tune in for? Yeah, so we're going to do a little game called Name That Tune. And if anybody that knows me knows that I have an affinity for 80s movies and 80s music, pretty much everything 80s. I grew up during that time. I think it was a great era, and uh, it's what stuck with me. So I'm going to play a, a snippet from a song and there will be prizes involved but you have to name the band you have to name the song and you have to name the movie associated with that song so the band the song and the 80s movie and you will email your answer to me at jantoon that's j a n t o o n at mcguirememorial.org 
Yes, and it, it will be time-stamped, so the first one in, that Josh receives the email, and it is correct, and all three criteria will win the prize, which we have a beautiful stainless steel Meguiar Yeti mug that was actually crafted by the good folks. The lettering and everything was crafted by the good folks down at the EOC, and we're also going to do a $25 gift card to Sheets uh, for gas or whatever else or snacks, whatever it is that uh, the winner prefers to buy. Our prizes will vary from month to month that we do this. Um, but I'm getting a lot of flack that my first uh, song choice and movie is a little bit obscure. But um, I'm sorry. If you love the it, 80s, you're going you're gonna to nail it. I'm ready for it. All right. So name the song, the band, and what? 80s movie it's from. There you have it. So the band, the song, the 80s movie. Get your answers into Josh, and uh, we'll see what happens. I got to say, I am a movie aficionado, and I am stumped. So It's not going to be an easy one. Not going to be an easy one. You have to really earn the Yeti cup. And the gift card. Not going to give it away easy. That's right. All right. So uh, there's a couple upcoming McGuire events we want to talk about before we close. Yeah. uh, Just a reminder for everybody, we have our first annual clay shoot, August 19th. That's at the Lawrence County Sportsman's Association. Uh, It's in Beaver Falls, Wampum, Copple area. Uh, McGuire Memorial Car Cruise that benefits all of our individuals here at McGuire. That's August 20th down in Beaver. And we have the McGuire Carnival slated for August 25th and the famous wine tasting event at the Beaver train station earmarked for September 14th. And just to let everyone know about that wine tasting, the foundation just posted on social media today that three quarters of the tickets are already gone. So uh, don't wait around to get those tickets. Yeah, it's filling up fast and um, it's going to be going, going, gone. That's right. All right, so I think that that is uh, pretty much all that we have. I want to thank Maureen and Nadine for being here uh, with us today, and obviously thank you, Josh. And as we always do, I'm just going to close in a brief prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord God, our Father in heaven, as always, we are so very, very thankful for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We continue to ask that you watch over us, bless us, and guide us, and just continue to make us instruments of your will as we serve the great gift that you give us and the children and adults here at McGuire Memorial. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.